My name is Cesar Marin, and this is the Cultivating Wisdom Podcast. This show's mission is to have honest and provocative conversations about the practice of microdosing psilocybin as a way of achieving a more balanced lifestyle. Microdosing transformed my life, and I truly believe it could change the lives of so many. The show's mission is to set a buffet table of wisdom so that we can cultivate a better future. The idea is to poke at people's childhood curiosity and seek to lift the stigma associated with psychedelics. Welcome to the show. This is our first episode. I want to preface this by saying that we're not here to advocate or promote that anyone does anything illegal. We are just here to have honest conversations in an entertaining manner and for me to share my personal experiences with microdosing. So where did this whole journey start? I, as a 55-year-old, had never had a psychedelic experience until very recently. Back in July of 2022, I'm introduced to psychedelics through a very close friend of mine, really close association to me, who had a psychedelic experience and they told me, wow, I felt like a child. And that poked at my childhood curiosity a bit, but I didn't take it any further. A couple of weeks later, I'm on a bike ride that I do here in Atlanta with about two, 300 people. And I see a friend of mine who is smiling like a child and he's just giddy. And I say, hey, so what's up? Why are you so happy? And he tells me, I just had some mushrooms and I'm living like a child right now. Like if it was the first time I've ever ridden a bicycle. And then the childhood curiosity really fired up. I'm going to be honest with you. My first intentions to, or actually I didn't have an intention. My first try at a psychedelic was out of a recreational curiosity. I literally wanted to get high. That was the only reason why. I wanted to try it. I wanted to see the hallucinations and the visuals that people talked about. And that was what I wanted to do. So I bought a chocolate bar. As many of you know, you can get psilocybin now in chocolate bars. Um, and said, okay, let's try this. Chocolate bars usually have about 3.5 grams of psilocybin. I, as the innocent psychonaut at that time, decided to just have you know, two pieces of the chocolate bar. So in theory, it was a microdose, not knowing what a microdose was back then. I ingested the chocolate and nothing really happened. I mean, I didn't get high. I didn't see visuals. I didn't see audio changes. And I was like, okay, what is, what is that? What is this about? Like, I thought I was going to get high. I did feel better about myself. There was something like, okay, this is nice, but it wasn't what I expected. It wasn't until about a week later where I said, okay, well, let me, let me try half of the chocolate bar that I have half of the chocolate bar. And let me tell you what an experience. I literally felt like a child. This was about a week before Halloween last on uh, 2022. And Everything opened up, every perception that I had, every feeling, every sensation, 
I felt what the trees felt like. I smelled what the air smelled like. I felt what the sky felt like. And I felt like a child. I literally felt like a child, like these two other people had told me. And all I could see, the houses were decorated, and it was this wonderment of Halloween, and the bushes were moving. And all I could think about was, I cannot wait to put on my Halloween costume so I can go trick-or-treating. That's how much of a child I felt. On my way home, as I was driving down the highway, the street lights would blow up like fireworks. And it was just a wonderment of how wonderful life was. But the moment I got home, I realized that there might be something more than just a recreational purpose to this. Because I'll be honest, I had never felt anything like that in my life with any other substance that I had ever tried. And I've tried many substances. I grew up in the 80s in Miami, so there was obviously cocaine around. I was, um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was a cannabis addict for a very long time. I tried NDMA a couple of times, ecstasy, but nothing that I had ever felt was like this sensation. And I just become fascinated by psychedelics. And I dive in head first to do as much research as I could about psychedelics. And I start to come across the fact that, yes, people are not using this just for recreational purposes. People are using this for healing. I mean, people are using psychedelics to overcome depression, overcome anxiety, overcome PTSD, overcome addictions. And at that time in my life, I was addicted to cannabis. I'm going to say, because I know the cannabis users out there might roll their eyes and say, well, you know, what? it's not really addictive. In my case, it was. I believe that cannabis is a wonderful plant medicine when used responsibly. If not, it can be a double-edged sword, and it was my double-edged sword. Cannabis had controlled my life. It told me what to do, when to use it, when not to use it, how to live my life. It was a 24-7 situation. So the fact that I read that people were overcoming their addictions with psychedelics incredibly piqued my interest. And as I read more and I try to become an expert in the subject, I come across the term microdosing. And I start reading that people are changing their addictions, whether it's addiction to alcohol, whether it's addiction to other drugs, and through microdosing, they're being able to quell their habits. And that incredibly, incredibly piques my interest. And I try to become an expert in microdosing. I read everything I can about microdosing. I just consume it in every way possible, reading it, watching YouTube videos. And I become totally intrigued of what this might be able to do for me. I'm a big believer that addicts think with their brains and not with their hearts. The heart will always want you to stop. That's just the way it is. The brain, the mind, not the brain, the mind will always play tricks on you. That mind that tells you, just one more and I'll stop. I promise this is the last time we do this. The heart never says that. The heart will always want you to stop. So 
I literally had my heart talk to me and it said, okay, let's try this microdosing thing. So back on November 6th, I sat and I wrote down intentions because everywhere I read about psychedelics and microdosing for a healing purpose, everyone talked about intentions, about having intentions. And my intention, my main intention was to stop my cannabis addiction. I was at the time vaping cannabinoid derivatives. So uh, Delta 8, Delta 10, HTC 0, whatever you want a derivative of it. Um, I was buying vapes and vaping. And the intention was to stop vaping. I wanted to stop vaping. I knew I needed to stop vaping. My heart told me that. I was also going through a transitional period in my life in which the corporate job that I had worked for for 25 years, the company had been bought out by a bigger company. And somehow I saw the writings on the wall. I saw the writings on the wall that there could be possibly potentially boardroom meetings with guys in suits looking at spreadsheets and saying, how long has she been here? How much does she make? How long has he been here? How much does he make? So I figured that this could be a potential situation for myself. So one of my other intentions was to figure out what was going to happen after I lost my job, if I lost my job. And I create a video diary of myself on November 6th, talking to myself, talking to my heart about what I want to do. That video is available here on the show notes if you want to take a peek to see where I was because that's not the same person I am today. That person, one, no longer exists, and that person was just... I'm not, I don't, I don't recognize him. I don't recognize that person anymore. And I decide on November 7th to start a microdosing protocol. As I was reading and becoming an expert, I come across that there's different protocols. There's different protocols for, for microdosing. And, but the one that most people are using, the one that sort of resonated with me the most was the Fadiman protocol, which calls for one day on two days off. It talked about dosage day, transition day, integration day. And I said, that's mine. That's the one. That's the one I'm going to use. So November 7th, I have my first dosage of, of psilocybin as, as in the microdosing practice. And from the first moment, I start to feel like a different person. I start to look in the mirror and smile. Day one, I said, you don't need that vaping. Why do you, why do you need that? You're better than that. You don't, you don't need that in your life. That same day, I went on that same Monday bike ride that I always do, and it was just beautiful. There was no visuals. There was no hallucinations like the day before. It was very sub-perceptual, but I still felt that joy. I felt that joy of being a child, and that really, really made me happy. The next day, as they call it a transition day, I told myself, well, you didn't need that yesterday. Why are you going to need that today? There's no reason for you to do that again. By the third day, that integration day, which to me, to me, using psychedelics as a healing property, integration is the most important part of the practice. The most important part, whether it's an integration on your protocol or whether it's a break in your microdosing practice, 
that integration period is the most important period to me because that is when the medicine is no longer in you and you have to make those choices. You have to make those choices. Are you going to vape? Are you going to go back to your addiction? Or are you going to look at yourself in the mirror and go, no, not again. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. As the days go on, this vision of cultivating wisdom, watching videos, I kept coming across that, that same theme that psychedelics are cultivating wisdom. They're, they're changing people's minds. And the word wisdom kept coming up. The word cultivating kept coming up. And I started to have this vision of cultivating wisdom. As I look at different little message boards and group chats about microdosing, I come across the Reddit subgroup microdosing, which I realize has a quarter of a million people. So I say, okay, there's quarter of a million people are either microdosing or interested in microdosing. That's huge. And as I become more aware of how microdosing is changing my life and how I want to talk to people about how this practice has changed my life, I go, wait a minute, I, I want to I wanna manifest this. I want to manifest what I'm, what I'm doing. And this vision of creating an apparel company so that people can manifest the fact that they're microdosing pops up in my mind. Because, and most of the stuff that's out there that I see apparel for psychedelics is of course very psychedelic-ish very tie-dye very mushroomy very grateful dead-ish and not that there's anything wrong with that not at all but as a 55 year old i'm not going to walk around with some tie-dye t-shirt so that someone says that guy yeah he's out tripping balls somewhere he's going to grateful dead concerts no i'm a normal acting member of society with a nine to five job, uh, a husband, a father, and I'm very proud of the fact that I microdose. So this vision came of creating apparel that is very organic, that is very clean, but at the same time, very provocative, that people see a t-shirt that says microdosing and someone says, oh, you microdose? So do I. So what protocol are you on? How's it going? How, I'm having this situation. What are you doing? How much are you dosing? And we can share this knowledge. We can cultivate this wisdom. Or to me, the most beautiful thing of wearing a cultivating wisdom microdosing shirt is when someone comes up to me and says, you microdose? And I go, yes. And they go, well, you know what? I read about that on CNN.com. I heard about it on NPR. I saw it on that Netflix documentary, How to Change Your Mind, which talked about microdosing. Cultivate me with your wisdom so I can smile like you're smiling. And that has happened a couple of times. And I am more than happy to share my experience with people. Because if microdosing can change one person's life, then I've, I've done something. I've done something. Now, I'm not an expert in microdosing because I haven't gone to school for it. I'm not a teacher. I'm not an integrator. So I just share my personal experience with the hopes of, again, like I said, poking at people's childhood curiosity about what this might do.
I continue on my protocol for six weeks before taking a break. And in those six weeks, my life completely transformed. I become such a better person. I become a better husband. I become a better father. I stopped vaping completely. I mean, I took that addiction that was holding me down on a daily basis and crushed it. Said, no, thank you. I don't need you anymore. And to this day, I have not vaped. I have not had the desire to. Through this, I, um, I do end up losing my job, but that was the best thing that could ever have happened to me. Not only losing my job, because it opened up my opportunities to do what I'm doing now, which is creating a lifestyle and apparel brand for people to manifest the fact that they're microdosing and they're becoming better people, um, to also manifesting the fact that because of microdosing, and thanks to psilocybin, I live in the now. I don't live anywhere else but this present moment. And that is where the beautiful moments are. This also came to light thanks to something my wonderful wife uh, had poked at me for a while to do, which was to read Edgar Tolle's book, The Power of Now. And it could not have come at a better time. If you have not read that book, please, please read it. Get it on audiobooks however you can incorporate the power of now into your life, I highly recommend it. And the power of life talks about the fact that as humans, that brain is always going, that mind, that egotistic mind is going 24-7. And it's living either sometimes in the past of what could have happened, why did I get here, what if I would have done this, what if I could have done that, and that opens up the doors to depression or that brain lives in the future of what's going to happen tomorrow. How am I going to pay the rent? Am I going to get into that college? Am I going to get that job? And that just opens up the doors to anxiety. So if we live in the future, we're anxious. If we live in the past, we're depressed. So why not live in the now? Because like I said, that is where the beautiful moments in life are. That is where they occur. And microdosing has done that for me. It's, it's taught me that the most beautiful thing I could have is the present moment. And that's maybe why it's called a present. Because it's a gift. The fact that we have this moment right now is a total, total, total gift. Like I said, microdosing has changed my life. It's taught me to spread my wings. There is no more fear. There is no more anxiety. There is no more doubts in myself whatsoever. It has literally transformed my life. And I hope that if your childhood curiosity is poked at, that it could change your life. I wanted to use this first episode to introduce myself of what I'm doing, of what the idea of cultivating wisdom is which is for all of us to cultivate this wisdom. I would hope and my plan is to set a buffet table of wisdom for everyone, for everyone to have a seat at a table where we can all share the wisdom that we have because as humans, that's what we need to do. We're so divided right now as a nation, 
as a world, there's sometimes no empathy because we're not sharing that wisdom. When we share wisdom in an honest and open manner, I think we could definitely open up a lot of hearts. And if we lead with the heart instead of the mind, we can definitely cultivate a better future. That's what I have for this first episode. I hope you come back. I hope you share this podcast. I hope you subscribe to the podcast. This will be a space to have honest conversations. My plan is to have and invite people in the psychedelic space in the future to come and have honest discussions about their experiences, about what they see the future of psychedelics to be. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me in this first episode. I promise you there will be many, many more. There will be many laughs. There will be much honesty. There might even be crying. But we're going to move forward and we're going to fly because that's what we're meant to do, to fly. Thank you for joining me. Viento, que viene.